Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Time to have a look outside our borders a bit. Uh, Jonathan de Burka Butler is our guide as ever. Jonathan, good afternoon. Sean, Jim. how are you getting on? Uh, right, Nicaragua uh, we're going to uh, go to first and they've stripped 94 people of citizenship. Why? There's Yeah, there's been a lot going on in Nicaragua over the last couple of weeks and um, I suppose this was the thing that kind of pushed me over the line to have a look at this. So 94 prominent citizens have been stripped of their citizenship, as you say, and that happened last week. And, uh, well, why is the question? But that depends on your side of the story. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> as, as with everything uh, that happens in Nicaragua. So it happened because, according to an appeals court justice, a man by the name of uh, Ernesto Mejia, uh, he said on Wednesday that these 94 citizens were traitors uh, to the state of Nicaragua. And what that means in his eyes, and in the eyes, more importantly, of Daniel, President Daniel Ortega, uh, is that they go against him uh, mm. and they uh, don't like what he's doing in Nicaragua. Uh, Nicaragua. And um, increasingly, he is cracking down on any form of dissent. He's already got rid of newspapers and uh, TV stations that don't agree with him and all sorts of writers. And this comes off the back of, you know, 10 days earlier, 222 political prisoners were freed from prison. You think that's great. They were all put on a plane and sent to the United States and were told, don't ever come back here again. Their property was taken from them. Their passports were taken from them. Well, don't know if their passports were taken, but they were certainly stripped of their citizenship and all their civil rights, what remained of them within Nicaragua was taken. So this is just a follow on from what had happened a couple of days or a couple of weeks previously. And is it legal to do that, to strip people of their nationality? Well, under a new law in Nicaragua it is, but under international law I don't think it is at all. Mm. And um, so this, I suppose, they're testing it out and who's going to stop them? (laughs) I mean, Ortega has the army uh, Um, behind him. The citizens have already tried, you know, their best to get rid of him back in 2018 with political protests and the like, but he's not going anywhere and he's... uh, love him or hate him and you'd probably right-minded people would be probably on the latter side uh, of the argument he is an extraordinary figure an extraordinary political figure in in the history of this country Uh, and the the 94 people the latest 94 uh, what were they accused of doing that led to this uh, um, uh, conclusion that they were traitors. Oh, well, I mean, these are all people who have gone against them. Like, these are uh, people who work for NGOs, human rights defenders, journalists, writers, uh, some very well-known writers. And these are former allies of him in some cases, of his in some cases. These are people who fought alongside him as part of the Sandinista movement. Um, but he's he's a very changed individual. Um, mm. You know, he's he's uh, he, he's not what he was and he never was great, uh, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, but he seems to be getting worse. Uh, and they were put on a plane to the United States. Has the United States the two, accepted the men? The 222 that went a couple of days previously have been put on a plane. The 94, I'm not 100% sure what's happened to them yet. Right, okay. These are the 94, the most recent ones are political prisoners. The 222, they have been accepted in. An awful lot of those were sent there because they had relations who were waiting for them in the United States. And so I saw reports where, of course, the relations were delighted to see those people again. But, you know, the people who were kicked out of the country weren't necessarily Mm. that happy. But at least they're safe. 
and they'll just have to wait it out, I suppose. Right. Uh, another country in, in that part of the world, Argentina. This is a story about people coming in uh, rather than leaving. Yeah, this is a story of um, Russian women specifically who are coming into Argentina. Now, the figures are a little all over the place. So we, we think that in the last three months, over 5,000 Russian women have come into Argentina. And that alone, you'd say to yourself, well, OK, so what? But all of them seem to be pregnant. Uh, and in the last uh, part of the parts of their pregnancy. And the Argentinian authorities are having a look at this and they're saying, right, in the last year, this has been over 10,000. So we think there might be something going on here where these women are coming into Argentina. They're having their children and they're doing that because the children obviously born in Buenos Aires or wherever it might be will then obtain Argentinian passports. Right. Which means okay. that the women who have the children and their partners can get their own Argentinian passports and their applications fast-tracked. Now, you'd say to yourself, OK, this isn't necessarily a problem, but it became a problem when three Russian spies were detained in Slovenia a couple of weeks ago with Argentinian passports. So now there is an impetus there for the authorities in Argentina to maybe look at this a little bit more closely uh, and see what's really going on. Yeah, the, and so that, that's the law at the moment. If, if you're born in Argentina, you're entitled to a passport yeah, automatically. absolutely. And what it means is that you, as an Argentinian passport holder, can get into 171 countries visa-free, whereas a Russian passport holder can only get into 87 at the moment. Right, OK, including Argentina, I assume. Including Argentina, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but would it be the case that Argentina is the only country a pregnant Ru- a Russian woman can get into and get and uh, get a passport well, the, out of? Well, this I don't know because I haven't examined all the policies of all, all the nations of the world without being glib about it. But but I don't know if if it's, if it's a case of I think they've been gone down this route because you know the, getting into EU countries, for example is impossible now yeah, if you're a Russian yeah. passport holder. It's not impossible, but it's extremely difficult. Um, so this seems to be the place. And it's also because there's there, there are um, tourist agencies, effectively, that are offering packages to what apparently are wealthy Russians, because you need a bit of cash to get there in the first mm. place, to get in there, have the child be picked up, or sorry, be picked up at the airport, go to a fancy hospital, have the child safely, and then get, you know, all your documentation ah, looked right. after. Uh, okay, uh, and well, but, but presumably the, this may include within that cohort uh, Russian women who'd rather not live in Russia anymore, absolutely. rather than necessarily potential spots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, as 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 I said, over five thousand in the last three months. So there are some of them who just you know want to go there and have their child safely. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. I well, I suppose I don't know. Are there direct flights between Moscow and and, and Argentina? That's <laughs> a, that's a, I'm sure somebody out there might have an answer uh, to that one. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, Kenya we're going to go to next where a senator uh, was ejected from parliament yeah this is an interesting woman by the name of Gloria or Woba and she is a member she's a senator of the ruling coalition there and um, she's been trying to she is going to table a motion um, to provide free sanitary pads tomorrow apparently Mm. as part of efforts to end what she calls period poverty and uh, there seems to be quite a bit of it there right in in Kenya there have been efforts made in the past to um, cut taxes and there was a government law in 2017 that was passed to provide school schoolgirls with free sanitary pads and the like but it hasn't worked properly right and so what she's doing is she's campaigning to make it free for all women right um last week she walked into the senate in a white suit and she had a red stain in between her legs all right which was very apparent um the 
some of the members of the Senate weren't particularly happy about that and they called on the Speaker of the Senate to stop proceedings and to kick her out, which he duly did. Now, I have to say, he was relatively as pleasant as he could be. I want to be careful here, but he was as pleasant <laughs> yeah. as he could be about it, right? He said, he's, he said, Senator Gloria, having periods is never a crime, but I ask you to go out and change your clothes and then come on back in. Now, she, she, she used the opportunity to get as much publicity as she possibly could for her campaign. Yes, Let, yeah. We have to be honest about it, yeah. right? So, so it possibly was deliberate that you oh, did it. Oh, it was. Yeah. And, and it was a red dye as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that was going on. So it was absolutely deliberate. Uh, so uh, it's got the response she wanted. Uh, so ah. there, in, in the sense that it has drawn attention to and, and given rise to a debate around period poverty in Kenya. Now, there has been quite a few people who have... Um, sort of levered hate campaigns against her online as of well, course, which yeah. has driven her to take a break from that. From that. Um, but she'll be tabling the, the bill tomorrow and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, is, are, there, are there any indications that, that the bill would have garnered more support now within uh, within the Parliament uh, or not? I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, judging by the fact that she was, um, the request to get her kicked out was made by senators in there, um, it, it, it's hard to know. But she certainly, I've seen interviews with her on TV since as a result of this and uh, she's a very impressive woman, has to be said. Yeah. Actually, a Excellent form of protest, really, yeah. uh, if you think about it. Right, Sedan, uh, we're going to go to next. And, ooh, uh, three men who've been found guilty of stealing. What have they been sentenced to? They've been sentenced to hand amputation. Um, mm. So, as well as three years in prison and uh, quite a hefty fine. And this was for stealing gas cylinders in uh, Omdurman, which is the largest city in Sudan, right? about 2.5 million people. And it's right beside Khartoum. So it's it's a busy, busy area. You can imagine there's a lot of, quite a bit of crime going on there at mm. the moment. It's not in the best shape either. Um, and why is this important? It's important because this kind of punishment hasn't been given for at least 10 years, right? So... It, you, you might recall that um, Omar al-Bashir was kicked out as mm. he was president for, what, 30 years in 2019. Transitional c- civilian government came in, but they were kicked out then by a military coup. And it seems that all the progress that was made in the sort of 18 months by that civilian government is now Maybe regressing. Right yeah, yeah. It's going, it's going, they're going backwards. And this is another indication of the, the kind of the road that they're going down. So it's not... It's not a good sign. Yeah. Is there any particular reason why these men, you know, are being given this particularly harsh yeah, sentence? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I don't know because, I mean, the crime, stealing gas cylinders, it, it, it doesn't seem to be anything that's particularly bad. Uh, I think in their case, it might just be bad timing, but no indication why these three particular men, all in their 20s, by the way, so they're all young, um, have been singled out for this particular punishment. Yeah. Well, given that, <clears throat> have they... Uh, is Sudan party to any UN agreements about torture and, and that kind of thing? Well, they did. So the transitional government was kicked out in October of 2021. Yeah. And in August of 2021, Sudan signed a UN convention against cruel and unusual punishment. But that's not being adhered to, obviously. Yeah. Depending on what your yeah. <laughs> standards are. Well, obviously. yeah, yeah, but one can't help but wonder, are they, you know, sending some sort of a message yeah. uh, wider than just an anti-crime message? Yeah, is, I mean, it, it, I mean. It, it should be said that the, these types of laws have been in place in Sudan since 1983, right? There was a bit of a break in the mid-80s. And then when Bashir, uh, uh, Omar al-Bashir came in in 1989, this happened quite a bit. Yeah. But it just hasn't happened for the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, so... 
it's coming back. Uh, right, Japan we're going to go to next, and you can't miss Japan, it's a lot bigger than people thought. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, 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 it's this crazy story in a way. Um, so, at the moment, right, Japan has approximately, or well, has not approximately, 6,852 islands officially, mm. right? But come next year, it's going to have 14,125 islands, right? So, they found over 7,000 more than they thought. Uh, and it's kind of a crazy situation, right? So, the last <laughs> time they did an assessment of this, uh, it was back in 1987 when they did a survey and back then they were using paper maps to to tally the islands and and that kind of thing but this most recent study officials used um used digitized maps and they cross referenced the information with past aerial photographs and other data that they they had right um and they've come up to this particular point now it's it it's kind of a funny story but in a way there's a serious side to it as well, given the amount of disputes that they have with other countries in the area. I was going to ask you about that. Particularly Russia yeah. and yeah. China, right? Mm. Uh, that we've covered quite a bit over yeah. the last few years. Um, there's n- nothing, no suggestion, because the report hasn't been, or the survey hasn't been published yet, there's no suggestion at this stage that their landmass will increase vastly yes. or that it will give them new territorial or give them new territorial claims as such that might you know, <laughs> antagonise yeah, yes. Russia or China. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they how they rewrite the whole thing. It's still a bit odd, though, that there's, you know, 10,000 islands we didn't know we had. Kind of yeah. Thing. They have now satellite pictures and stuff. They, they, yeah, I, I know what you mean. But yeah. I mean, some of these are like little... It's like clue bay, clue bay on speed, basically. That's oh, what yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I but imagine there's little dots. It's, it's, the criteria is 100 metres... Uh, define land masses with a circumference of at least 100 metres. Yeah. And when you when you bear in mind that I think there was an island back in 2015 that actually disappeared and nobody noticed, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it can be hard to track these things. Uh, yeah, OK, but as far as is known, these are all within, if you like, the, uh, Japan's territorial waters. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but they haven't published... It's not been published yet. So they've done a press release, a pre-warning press release, I suppose. We shall see. Right. What should we uh, look out for over the next week or so? Okay. so today Mardi Gras kicking off in New Orleans. Uh, So it is it is time for those kind of festivals. Uh, President Zelensky is going to New York then on Friday, which you probably knew to address um, the UN General Assembly. Okay. Um, so that'll be interesting. A lot going on this week around that. And then Sunday, this is a big story, actually, and uh, I will probably cover this next week, but the presidential elections in Nigeria are taking place. So Mohamedou Buhari is will be gone because he's only allowed two terms, so mm. he won't be around anymore. He was quite a character, spent a lot of time in London. Uh, and there could be a surprise on the cards with a man by the name of Peter Obi from the Labour Party, who is ahead in the polls a couple of months ago was pretty much an unknown businessman, if that rings any bells. <laughs> there was unknown businessman. Jonathan, thanks a million. Thanks As ever, uh, Jonathan DeBurka Butler there. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.